You're listening to the Well Women Podcast. I'm your host, Gemma Lee, women's cycle health educator. Together, we're normalizing periods, cracking open real body talk and femme rising the future. I'm here to remind you that your body is amazing. You can achieve balance and body confidence all begins with your menstrual cycle. Get ready, beautiful. You're about to learn how to confidently reconnect with your body and discover your unique flow. Welcome to today's podcast. We have Emma Fitz. Emma is an Ayurvedic health and lifestyle coach, an energy worker, a writer, a dog mom, and a tea lover. Also the owner of the Wholesome Living Ayurveda Wellness Clinic, which is based in Melbourne. She loves helping you to truly understand yourself and realign with your wild self. And she's all about giving you the tools, the knowledge and inspiration to help balance and empower you in all areas of your life. And that can be healing your mind, your body and your soul through daily routines, ancient holistic knowledge, which is what I love, and realigning with Mother Earth and the divine universal light flow. So Emma, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks, Jim. <laughs> I'm going to kick it off and say, tell us, what day of your cycle are you on? Oh, I am on day cycle. I'm literally um, just coming out of like my inner winter. I'm about to go into spring, you know, and like you can just feel the joy of spring, like bubbling up inside of you. Mm -hmm. That's literally me right now. (laughs) It's awesome. And you know, what's funny is I'm actually on day two of my cycle Yeah, and inner spring is kind of very much like the outer spring. It's like popping out and being like, yes, I'm here. It's like I'm back in my body. (laughs) You feel a bit unstoppable. It's so good. Awesome. So tell us about your cycle. I know obviously you track your cycle to know what day of your cycle (laughs) you're on. Yeah. Is that been a practice of yours forever? Tell us about your background and what it is that you do and how that links in with your cycle. All right. So with my cycle, I've probably been tracking it for probably two years. Um, Probably as long as I've had um, the wellness clinic, actually. I think I've been more interested in it. Um, Before it was just did its own thing and was cruising along, but I was a bit more like, I want to know you. I want to know what's actually happening um so yeah I had like you know just the typical on your phone tracking the cycle just literally like my period would come and I'd click like came today and then I was <laughs> just like leave it until it came again and then click it again. I tracked it for the one day of my cycle every yeah. cycle yeah. yeah for a while I was like yeah I'm tracking it <laughs> it's working mm-hmm. um, but that was awesome to see because then I realized I was actually a really regular person um I didn't I wouldn't have known that otherwise I kind of would be like oh it comes around this time or whatever like but seeing it come every um it syncs up with the moon so literally like every I used to be a like a red moon cycle so like a full moon cycle I would um get my period um but actually in the last two cycles I my last cycle was a transitional cycle So I went with one of the transitional moon cycles and then this time I've gone with a new moon. This time I reckon in like six years that I've changed moon cycles. Wow. So you were on the blood moon, which is for those listening who have no idea what that is, (laughs) that's when you menstruate on the full moon. (laughs) People are like, what are they talking about? (laughs) So you were menstruating pretty regularly with the full moon. Yeah. And for the moon people who are like, oh, but this, you know, you need to menstruate on this moon or the other moon, it doesn't actually really matter. There are benefits to both moons. Yes. Um, and then you had a shorter cycle to get you closer to the new moon and now you're on the new moon? 
Yeah. Yeah. So tell us, because I know there's a lot of women that I work with who, when they have a shorter cycle, they freak out. Yeah. Because <laughs> it changes. So oh, tell definitely. us about your, how, how you handle transitional cycles, which yeah. are the, the shorter cycles that transit you. <laughs> yeah. You need to be in alignment with where you need to be aligned. Exactly. Um, but yeah, tell us about how you handled that. Like how short was your cycle and what did you notice? Um, did you notice anything leading into it that made you think it was going to be a shorter cycle? Um, leading into it, I was a little bit like, oh, you didn't come <laughs> for starters. Yep. On when it's meant to come. So it was meant to come with the full moon. It didn't. And I was like, and I knew I wasn't pregnant. So I was like, well, that's, that's hundred percent not what's happening here. Um, and I was going through a bit of like a life change. I've been, been like that in the last few months. So I was like, okay, it's probably gone transitional. I know I'm going into a new chapter of my life. Um, and then, yeah, it just came with the transitional moon. So um, I just knew straight away, that I was going to go into a new cycle really, which was awesome. And then it went into the new moon cycle, which is crazy. And I actually had a really bad period for the first one in like six years. And I was like, is this, a, is this what happens to like normal new moon cycle people? Um, Cause this is bad, but I think it was just hormones realigning, mm-hmm. reestablishing. Cause you know, you've really gone out of sync for a minute um, especially when I've had it for like six years going every kind of cycle. new ballpark really. Um, so that was interesting, but I find like for the transition, I do get people friends who have go into the transitional, um, cycle. And especially when people start tracking their cycle and, you know, they hear, you know, you mentioned it, align with especially the new moon everyone says you have to align with the new moon it's uh, the feminine it it's, yeah it's, you're a female that's what you do so it shows that you are a female and when you don't then you're not a female really not <laughs> feminine not true not <laughs> true at all yeah. um yeah and people like when they start tracking and they're like oh I'm not I'm not aligned with that and I sort of say like okay well show me like let's have a few months and let's actually see where you are and we find that they're either on like a waxing or a waning moon usually um unless they're just super super erratic when there's obviously something else going on there but if Mm -hmm. they're okay with everything else and they're just on a transitional one it's interesting to see um which transition they're on so if they're going on to you know if you envision the moon like coming more full like if you're in that state um which is gosh now it's gonna test my memory I think it's the, it's the what the waxing moon okay waning moon <laughs> well it really it actually kind of depends whether you're in the southern or the northern hemisphere that is Cause true because it, it changes and that's why so many people and I say people because I know men can be into this too learning about the moon balances and they research or they Google, you know, the whole Dr. Google, (laughs) they Google and then they start reading and going, oh, yeah, this is it and this is this, but they're reading all information from Northern America, for example, or from the UK or Europe, which is all Northern Hemisphere and that's different to the Southern Hemisphere. A hundred percent. So, yeah, for everybody who's listening around the world, it's going to be (laughs) different depending on your location. Exactly, because we're all individual people too. So, like, Mm. your environment affects so much what happens for you um but yeah so if it goes through in with a transitional one that really can showcase what's actually happening in your life um Mm -hmm. like I love um 
there's sort of more like the four main moon cycles. So they've got your waxing, your waning, your new moon um, and your full moon. Um, and then from them, like you can really see sort of really what's happening in your life. So like I've been on a red moon cycle for like six years um, and that's sort of like what the, you know, ancients would have called like the witch cycle because um, it's like the red moon and everything and at first I was like really startled that I wasn't aligned with the, the new moon, the normal feminine, feminine moon. Yeah. I was like, am I not feminine? <laughs> What's wrong with me? Nothing wrong with you. Nothing wrong. Um, but, yeah, and seeing, like, I have been in a transitional one before, like actually going into the darker side of the moon, which was a really interesting stage of my life when I really went into sort of that shadow side and really went into, like, clearing out that dark energy. Um, mm-hmm. And it just showcases, like, your cycle um, isn't just, you know, just detoxing every month and showing like you're not pregnant <laughs> it's um it's really an indicator of what's happening in your life as well so your lifestyle factors impact your cycle so much and it's not just for example what you eat or how you move your body it can be the stress it can be anxiousness it can be a relationship ending or starting it can be traveling overseas it could be buying a new house like there's so many contributing factors that your cycle is an indicator of your overall health i find exactly um, so i would I'd, I'd love to know you said that it was like your worst <laughs> is this a new moon cycle for everybody like it was one of the most challenging menstruation periods for your inner winter what yeah what were the signs I call them cycle signs what were the cycle signs that came up for you that made it challenging um well it was definitely um I was super moody I was really moody um and I know we've got a lot of like energy things actually happening within the like the world but like this was like you know when you know it's personal (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing this Yeah. yeah And I was like, oh, stay away from me. Like, I've been very recluse. Um, and, yeah, just I was really, like, angry. Like, I was really moody and angry. And I felt like, you know, when just everything seems to be not working. Mm-hmm. Like, everything seems to be going just not happening in place where you would like it to be. Yeah. Like, it's like you turn around, you stub your toe on one door, and then you turn around and I drop my phone and, like, you know, you stand up. You drop your smoothie and it goes everywhere. You forgot, to, you know, when you forget to put the smoothie lid on the blender and it just oh, like. Yes. <laughs> they're, the, they're the Kodak moments that, for those people who don't know what Kodak is, but they're the photography moments that you wish someone was taking a photo of you. Exactly. Like, this is real life. Um, awesome. Go. So, yeah, no, that was. That was, and like, um, it was quite painful. I literally carried my water bottle. Like, it came to work with me. It was in bed with me. Like, I would get out of the shower and be like, hot oh, water bottle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come with me. Um, I'm actually going to have to go buy a new one. I think I, like, overused it, like, in the last... <laughs> can you do that with a hot water bottle? Well, I think you can because, like, the rubber is getting, like... I don't know. I was like, I don't want boiling water to, like, erupt on me. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. That's hilarious. I love that... Um that you allow your cycle changes to kind of guide you and you can support yourself around them. And using the hot water bottle is fantastic. What did you do to help manage the, the strong changes in your mood and the frustration that you were kind of feeling inwardness as you were letting go? Cause clearly you were releasing something. Oh yeah. Um, but 
I know there's so many other women who go through very similar things, but it happens every cycle and they don't know why it happens. They're confused. They're frustrated. They can be angry and snappy at the people in their life. But what are the little things that you did to support yourself when you were like, whoa, and I'm doing this thing. I'm really snappy today. How can I support myself? What are the things for you? Okay. So I think the number one thing is um, I literally like it's, to help comfort is one of the things like I literally don't think I've had enough like um like hot like elixir drinks like with beautiful like cacao and like bliss like elixirs and all that stuff like it was just giving like the internal a hug and like literally giving myself a hug with the hot water bottle constantly um journaling Mm -hmm. was a big one but I'm not even gonna lie for the first like day or two I just like let myself be angry um because I also wanted to like it was so different from what I like usually my period comes and goes and like I acknowledge it and it's really good but like this time I was like just so mad about everything and I was like you know I'd be in traffic and be like just yelling at like nothing and like I was like gosh I'm such a grumpy person at the moment um but it's just allowing I think like the big thing is like because for me that was so unusual I allowed it to happen but I think like Mm. when I see clients and that happens all the time obviously you don't want like once a month to be like screaming in your car and like crying. (laughs) Like that's not fun. Like to do every um, cycle. And that usually then indicates, you know, there's something in there that's like crying to come out really. Like, especially we come so like, um, I don't want to say vulnerable, but like a good vulnerable, like when we can get um, our period because we're like detoxing our body and if there's energy stuck in it that's that negative, you know, grief or hurt or anything like that, especially if it gets stuck within, as females, we often store things like that in our womb because um, that's our little, like, cave of love. Um, so it sort of stays in there and then we're trying to detox it, but we're not, we often aren't, like, dealing with whatever we've stored there and so it just comes out in like this like rage or you know me screaming at this poor driver who like was doing nothing wrong but like I felt like they cut me off get off the street (laughs) walk faster (laughs) I love that and when you said comfort I thought of nurturing yeah what are the things you can do while and for those listening when you are menstruating like what are the things you can do nurturing to nurture yourself and if you're not self-employed like you and I are and you can't maybe adjust when your work schedule will be and you know you have to look after four kids or you have to go to work and you have to do the 10 hour day or whatever it is just pick one or two things you can do on that day that's nurturing for you yeah and something that really makes you feel loved and comforted to help you with the process of letting go so I love that so um what are your Ayurvedic tips around your cycle when you are menstruating um and then if you've got them for the other parts of your cycle like what are the little habits that you have that could be Ayurvedic um that you encourage your clients to do and you do yourself yeah um I think the number one thing that I find with um like I'm very aware of this myself but I do find this one with clients is when you're especially when you first get your period so you're in your inner winter you're starting to menstruate um regardless of what season it is this is like a warming time this is like when your body needs to be like internally just nourished and loved and warm um because that's like that 
energy behind love. You don't think love is like a cold <laughs> kind of energy. It's that sort of loving. Not cold and damp. <laughs> yeah. Um, whereas during that time, people will often like have like a diet um, that isn't a warming and nurturing one for that cycle. Mm. And then even just lead the few days leading up to the period and then during the actual cycle that you um having this diet that's cold and harsh um, that isn't going to be giving you that warmth. That's what comes through. And then it actually aggravates your flow um, and it can cause um, the cramping. It can cause um, that real like moodiness. It can cause like, you know, constipation and it causes all that kind of like effect, which can happen around that time, which comes from the diet. So I'm pretty like, big on having like that nourishing warm diet because like we were saying like during that time physically like and mentally you're giving yourself that love and nourishment finding that time but it's also what we're putting in like that food is um and drink is essentially going to go past that area like it's gonna it's in that sort of zone kind of like circling around yeah intestines and everything (laughs) they're like you want to make that like a loving and hug for it like and I'm not saying you have to down chocolate like it's not that kind of like internal love (laughs) hug um but it's having that like really warmth and nourishing with that I think that's a huge Ayurvedic one um Mm -hmm. is that I see a lot of and because like you know you know modern day I know especially here in Melbourne um everyone loves a good acai bowl and um things like that I know don't they (laughs) um whereas that's like just the worst thing you could be having at that time because it's cold and you know it's I love that you mentioned that even like so for those who don't know I live on the Gold Coast which is a very warm location it's very humid here I even encourage clients or women when they're menstruating and it's the middle of summer and they want the fresh, cold fruit out of the fridge. I say, look, take your fruit out of the fridge. Don't use any frozen fruit and let it sit to room temperature and then make your smoothie. Have it at room temperature because I like to think of when you add cold things into your body and it's also an aggravating thing, as you know, to drink warm water in the morning. Yeah. Yeah, to nurture your digestive system and wake it up slowly. And for those who are watching the video of this, um, <laughs> It's like you want to nurture and rub it slowly rather than rubbing it really, really vigorously. And I like to think of it like waking up a baby. You wouldn't go into like a room with a baby asleep and be like, oh, wake up. You know, you wouldn't do that. You would be like, hey, darling, you know, you'd give it a nice rub and slowly nurture it as it awakens. And that's what caring for your digestive system is like. And it's the same with when you're menstruating in your in a wintertime. You want to really nurture it and keeping it warm so I love that you mentioned that (laughs) and I also like to think of it as an extension of nurturing yourself with warming movements so not movement that's as an example like going to CrossFit or um, burning yourself at the gym or doing that marathon length run it's in creating that internal heat it's more about nurturing yourself by giving yourself a self-massage or stretching and laying on the floor and you know rubbing your back or going for a really light walk to create movement which is internal heat um so yeah I love I love I love keeping your body warm it's really important yeah 
All right. So tell me now, I would love to learn in the other stages of your cycle. So we have in winter, in a spring, in a summer, in a autumn, what do you generally see as the most challenging cycle phase for women that you work with? And what are your tips around that? Um, I would probably say in autumn. Mm, me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think autumn, like in general, like even as like literally the physical season outside um ayurvedically is one of the most challenging seasons that we go through so it would make sense that it actually turns like in our internal menstrual inner autumn that was a bit of a tongue twister was um, these words are tongue twisted um it can be that challenging because if you think of like winter autumn you know that's the time when if you look at a tree um, especially in Melbourne, I know it's a bit different. I know in the Gold Coast, different um, climates everywhere around the world yeah. differ. But yeah, but like it's like traditional seasonal shifts. Yeah, think of it as like you know the autumn leaves um, or fall leaves. If you're um, in America. North America, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, is that is literally the tree detoxing? So it's taking that like the harmful energy that's in it, um, and literally and bacteria, and it's pushing it to its outer extremities and which is the leaves and which is what causes them to then change that color and die off. So the tree is detoxing and clearing that self out ready for its winter. I love that. And it's like, you know, having that loving and nurturing and keeping itself, um, it's inner strength. And that's what happens with our period. Like, um, in the inner autumn, when we're like leading up to that, we feel like, you know, people get really moody. You know, you have like that feeling of like, you're literally, you're detoxing. And for those women who are listening and have no idea when or what in autumn is, <laughs> it's the time after you ovulate before you menstruate. So it's the lead up. That's where, you know, a doctor might diagnose this time as the pre-menstrual symptom time. <laughs> the times where you're the, probably the most aggravated. So I love that, um, that you share on that. And what are your tips for the women who get really aggravated in that time, especially around Ayurveda? Um, so with that, like it's when you're really aggravated, you're feeling like, you know, you feel that like aggravation, it's like builds up in you. It can create heat. It can create like disconnection between like your mind and body as well. And literally like you, like you, mm, you like cramp up, like you fully like let it out tense. And like that then can lead to like, that like tension goes into like your mind. So you have that stress, your tension goes into your digestive headaches, headaches. you get like those pains and you feel really tight in different areas, especially like your lower back and things like that as well. And um, that's like when you're going in there and you're feeling that like really the the biggest thing, and I know like you'll probably know this too, is Ayurveda is no guilt is not having guilt for feeling like this. I feel no like judgment. A lot of, no judgment. Like this is like how your body is reacting to that situation. There's no point in like punishing yourself for feeling something. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a huge thing. It's massive. And when it comes to women's menstrual cycles and women's health in general, it doesn't even have to be a menstrual cycle. You could be through menopause and not menstruating. You still have a cycle if that is you. But it's really important to understand that when it comes to tracking your cycle and where you are within your own internal changes of your month, 
is allowing yourself to recognize, and this is very Ayurvedic, but allowing yourself to recognize, how do I feel today? And you might respond with, like you were saying, your last menstruation, I feel really freaking moody and I could just, I have some rage and I'm angry. It's going into that with no judgment saying, all right, I, I am really angry today and I am really moody and just recognizing it. And I call this feeling it fully so you can let it go. Like the leaves letting, you know, being let go of from the tree. Yeah. And it's not until you fully feel something that then you're either allowed to take it to a, a next level of a deeper feeling or let it go. And the hardest part with women, and I think you'll see this too with the ones that you work with, it's recognizing, oh my God, I'm so angry today. And then it's natural for our mind and our ego to be like, but why are you angry? How come you're angry? Why did this happen? How can you stop the anger? I can't stop the anger. This person's pissing me off. That person's annoying me. It's just, it's, it's only about recognizing, oh, hey, look, there's a car crash. See it? Keep driving. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Recognize it. Keep going on with the day. Don't judge yourself for it. Exactly. It's like when you meditate um, and they say, Very like, simple. if a thought comes into your head, you don't focus on it and go into it. You just say, oh, how you going? Okay, good to see you. Like, you just let it go on by because otherwise, and, you know, you just go back to, you know, connecting with your breath or whatever. And that's what I find, like, in with women is um when those issues with the inner autumn and feeling the emotions that it's not always like a rage <laughs> um that was just me um but you know and it was a once off that wasn't yeah. every cycle no not every cycle it's um, but, um just grief they literally cry for like a full week before they actually even get their period and they're like, I just feel like an emotional wreck. What's wrong with me? And I'm like, there's nothing wrong with you. Like, you're not broken. That, that's not what's happening. It's just that there's something in there that's causing a grief within you. Mm. Um, and this is your body's way of helping you to see what's still in there and helping you to shift it out in a way that's possible for you in that moment. Allowing. Exactly. Mm. And that's one of the most important things I feel in all of ancestral and ancient health is just allowing, like if you have the goal of seeking more balance and like you would say like realigning with like your exact, you know, getting to sattva, which is like the beauty and the essence of I'm in my ease and in total alignment is for you to reach that, you have to feel everything. And if that is cry for a week, do so, but have the people in your network who can support you. Tell your partner, hey, look, I'm feeling really crappy today and I just need to cry. Yeah. It's important that they don't judge you for it either. And they hold space for you to allow you to move and move those energy emotions out. Exactly. And that's like what it is. It's like um, having that empowerment to be vulnerable in allowing things to just be. Mm-hmm. And I think like that's the beauty of it. The, like the problem is when it becomes too much of a habit, I guess, when all of a sudden you notice that every cycle is doing that and that you're crying, you know, for a full week every month or something like that, um, you know, for six years. That's a lot of tears. <laughs> it is. That's like a week every month. That's 12 weeks a year. That's like three months times up by six. That's like a long time to be crying, girlfriend. And I love, yeah. 
sorry, I cut you off, but yeah, it's important to, to really recognize it. It's why, in fact, I encourage women to track their cycle non-judgmentally for a minimum three months to see is something a repeating pattern? And yeah. if it is a pattern and it's not normal, then let's address it. If it's a once off, like your transitional cycle is a once off. Yeah. The amount of women who have a short cycle or a longer cycle and they freak out about it. I'm like, okay, that's just a once off. Has it happened before? No. Okay. It's a once off. Let's see what happens next cycle and the following cycle before we judge what's going on right now. Exactly. Mm. All right. We could just honestly keep talking forever. I'm loving this, (laughs) but I would like to learn. And I know that a lot of women see the fact, like, for example, with you, that you have a really balanced cycle and you know what's going on, but I'm sure it hasn't always been like that. Oh no, not at all. So share with us where your cycle health started and what you recognized then in your cycle to help you get to where you are now. All right. Well, I got my my first period actually on my 11th birthday. Wow. Yeah, I seem to get things on my birthday. I got chicken. Happy birthday. birthday. Oh, my God, really? <laughs> um, but, yeah, I got it literally like we went out for dinner on my 11th birthday and I had, like, the weirdest pains. And I remember my mum being like, I think your period's about to come. And I was like, it's my birthday. Yeah. Why? I'm 11. Oh, no, I want to have pizza and watch TV. <laughs> I don't want this. And I was in a lot of pain at the time because it was such a different feeling. Mm. Um, and then the next morning I woke up um, and I did get my period and I remember we were at my holiday house and we had like a plumbing guy there and I'm like stuck. This is Sorry, I don't know how graphic this is going to be. I was like stuck on the loo waiting for my mum to come help me because I was still a bit like... You know, you're uncertain at that you're time. You're scared. It's the first time. It's like you look like you're dying. <laughs> you have no idea what you're doing. No. So, yeah. And I was like, you know, needing my mum to help. I didn't really even know how to like put a pad on at the time. Um, and I was like, I don't know where they are. Like, I need you to come out. I sat there for like an hour because we had these people in the house and she couldn't come and help. And it was just like so awkward. Like it was staring me in the face. But, um, and I literally then we went to a farm afterwards and I got bit by a Shetland pony. So that's how I remember my first period. Oh my gosh. Wow. Um, which was fun. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, yeah. I don't really like Shetland ponies anymore. <laughs> <laughs> for good reason. Yeah. Um, but then I think when you're that young, I didn't really pay attention to it. It would just kind of turn up. I definitely was not tracking it when I was 11. Um, and I didn't really think about it. You should just come and I can't even honestly remember it. I don't think it would have been painful or anything like that because I think I probably would have remembered that. But it did start to get painful the more I got into my teenage years. And I think that was more related to like the self body image I was having and putting that like hate on myself, like, which was then building up into like, you know, hating on my body, which, you know, then goes into your like feminine power and everything. And that was then getting stored within like my uterus and stuff. And I was starting to get these more painful periods and, you know, that's not fun when, you know, you're at school um, and, I went to an all-girls school, um, so everyone, you know, sort of seems to get them at the same time, so everyone's mm-hmm. at the same time. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I was just, like, I could see it, and I didn't really know it then, you know, I was in high school, so 
I was not being like, show yourself love and like do some stretching. I was like, you suck. Why is this happening? Um, and then once I was in my first full-time job, I remember like I was starting to get more into health. I was always reading things and um, just all the books, all the you know blogs I could get my hand on and everything. And I was getting these really painful periods, especially during winter, so that extra cold time. Mm-hmm. And I remember like Googling, being like, please help me. Like, what can I do? And they'd be like, you know, have this kind of tea. And I went to like Coles and just like bought like the entire row of that tea being like, oh, <laughs> like saturated myself with tea. Um, but I think that was sort of the first time that I started to realize that things can help your period. Like feeling that doesn't have to be normal and yeah. you don't have to, um, you know, I was taking, some you know heavy pharmaceuticals at the time as well just to help and I was nothing you know if anyone's on anything like that this is um, nothing against anything like that but I was just like I feel like I was I'm always a I want to be in control kind of person Um, so I was like well surely I can do something this is happening to me like surely I can do something of it so I had research more into it and just started to I think around that time I was also starting to learn to love myself a bit better as well which was also coming from like empowering blogs and things so I think Mm. once I started to sort of bring that in and learn and started to track that's when I started tracking my cycle and having that sort of connection to it again rather than seeing it as my enemy it started to become like my friend Mm mm-hmm um so yes I love that you said that your cycle is your friend it's not your enemy and everything that happens to your body isn't happening to your body it's happening for your body yes and it's so interesting that I recognize and I notice and the women who download my free love your cycle tracker which you can get anywhere if you are listening and you don't already track your cycle is get the free love your cycle tracker it comes with a guide and videos on how to do it it's just not it's on my website it's on my socials wherever you want to get it it's pretty much there but the women who start doing that process they might not change anything in their lives but they notice little shifts improving in their health all because they're connecting with themselves and just bringing the awareness that I feel like this today or I don't like I had constipation today or I'm really emotional or wow, my skin's breaking out in acne or I didn't sleep well or I have really bad headaches. It's just bringing the awareness back to the self, which is what you do, which is so beautiful. It's Yeah, like I think like it's like ignorance like isn't bliss sometimes. Like, don't, like while I was just like once my like once I got the first blood of the period for the cycle, like okay, got my period, cool. And then it would stop. And then like a month later it would come again. That that would be like how much I like even acknowledged it. I was like, oh, don't forget to buy like sanitary pads and stuff. Yeah, don't forget to get the tampons. Yeah. And then I was like, well, and I just didn't really care any other time and I didn't make any connections. But then once, you know, this happens to you like every um, month. So why would you not want to know a bit more about it and, you know, have a bit more of control and connection to it? You know, we don't ignore things like if it was happening once a month you you pay attention to things like that we pay more attention to you know what's happening on game of thrones back like when that was on like then sometimes do we do what's happening within our own bodies exactly you're so on it em and it's funny 
I find a lot of women are either really passionate about learning about their bodies and they do so really early. And we're so fortunate, like the teenagers who might be listening to this, at school you have the availability of the internet and reaching people and reading blogs. But when I was at school, like I had to share a computer with my four brothers, with my three siblings, and I was only allowed like 30 minutes at a time on the computer like every afternoon and that was really just for, like for messenger to like send messages to your friends who you just spent all day at school with. True. There was the world has completely changed when it comes to information and it's easy to get overwhelmed. It's just about tuning things back in and connecting to yourself and just really listening and knowing that everything that's going on for you is a little sign. It's like your body wanting to be listened to. Mm. Well, we've been chatting for ages and we're nearly out of time. So I want to finish up with a really great question for you. Mm -hmm. Tell me, what are three guiding tips that you wish that you knew about your menstrual cycle when you started menstruating or whilst you're a teenager? All right. Oh, good question. Knowing what you know now, like what do you wish you knew earlier? Oh, I think the number one thing I wish I knew was, I guess, kind of what we said, like that your period is not your enemy. Um, It isn't here, you know, to once a month, like come and kick you in the ovaries and make this huge, like kick your ovary ass. (laughs) Yeah. Like it's not there to like be a punishment. Um, And I think I'd love to tell my like younger self that would be like, it's not there. You're not getting punished. Like you and all the other, like, you know, women out there are not getting punished once a month. Um, And then I think what's another one actually I think the one that I'd want to tell my younger self is when I first started not when I was like 11 but more in my teenage years I used to think like your period was just about like connecting with sex Mm. like I didn't really think of it as like even something to do with me it was more like oh I can have a baby or like you know be careful with a partner around the time like it was really like more that awareness it was never like I didn't really even see it as my own thing it was more like a telltale style for something else going on um if that makes sense it makes total sense that's such a great tip because often we only really connect and I was much the same I think I kind of connected my period with getting pregnant like that was the thing is that oh I got my period so I didn't get pregnant and there's a meme that goes around um and it's like it's on socials it's about a girl being like yes and she's just happy because she's like oh great I got my period so I'm not pregnant yeah but your period is so much more than that so that's a that's an awesome tip (laughs) And and what's your third one um I think it would be, you don't have to be embarrassed about your period. Like I was such a person who was like always quite embarrassed about what was happening within me, even though like obviously everyone else was experiencing some sort of version of it, but I was quite embarrassed. I remember when I first started high school, I wouldn't, I'd had my period since I was 11 and what you start when you're like 13 or something. And yeah, I wouldn't tell my group I had all these new friends and I wouldn't tell them for like six or seven months that I had had my period. And they'd always ask because, you know, someone would get their period and we'd be like, do you have yours yet? And I'd be like, no. And I like, I'd had it for like longer than anyone. And I was so embarrassed about it, even though we were talking about it, it was just made no sense. Mm. And I was really like, just super embarrassed about it. I think also having it early, like that made me more like silent about it because other people have it. 
Um, I think like that's my thing. Like, do not be embarrassed about your period. Like, it's so natural. It's the most natural thing that will ever happen to you. I say this all the time, and you've probably heard it in other podcasts if you're listening, that the three most natural things on the planet is shit. We all shit. (laughs) Periods, because if periods didn't exist, we wouldn't be here. And sex, because we all exist because of sex, which is because of periods. It's the most normalised thing. Even if you're a male and you don't have a period and you don't menstruate, it still impacts you because you came from a period and sex, or not from a period, but from a menstrual cycle. (laughs) Um, But then we don't talk about it. It's like the most common thing, but no one's talking about it. I know it's so taboo. It is. And I'm just like, that's why I'm so passionate about normalising it because it is normal completely and it needs to be part of our lives. Exactly. I mean, there isn't anything more normal. Like exactly. it has been happening since the dawn of time because if it hadn't been happening, like you said, we, none of us would be here. None of us would exist. And you know what's funny is that animals have cycles too, their own version of their menstrual cycle. And guess what? Animals have sex too, their own version of sex. Yeah. It, every living thing is pretty much, even plants have their kind of cycle and they even pollinate, cross-pollinate together. Like you have the female and the male plant and they cross-pollinate and they have their own little plant sex and then they have a, oh, look, there's a fruit. Wow. (laughs) You know, fruition comes from sex pretty much. Um, God, we could talk about that forever. But I I do (laughs) want to say thank you so much for joining us um, on the Well Women podcast. I tell our listeners how can they connect with you? Um, well, if you're in Melbourne, um, feel free to come to the clinic. Um, and I have like Instagram, which is wholesome.living.ayurveda. Um, the same for Facebook and I'm on there quite a bit on Instagram. Um, so yeah, you can hit me up there. (laughs) Awesome. Well, I'll put all of those things in the show notes so everyone can click and come over and check out you and head to Melbourne. Definitely go to the clinic when you're in Melbourne next time and connect with M. But thank you so much for joining us and being a part of the movement of normalizing periods and helping the future be better and healthier in more balance. So thank you so much for joining us. I loved having you on. Thank you so much for tuning in to every episode of the Well Women podcast. I trust you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. If you got a lot out of it too, please subscribe and leave a five-star review on iTunes or your podcast app. This means together we can inspire, connect, and educate even more women. Now, is there a bestie, a sister, or a friend who you know may be frustrated and confused with their health? Are they ready to discover new aspects of themselves too? Well, take a screenshot of this podcast episode, share it on your social media, email it, text it, or any way you need to get it to their ears. So together, we can all live in flow, harmony and balance with our bodies. And be sure to tag me in it too. Hashtag WellWomenPodcast. For everything we mentioned in today's episode, you can find this in the show notes over at wellsome.com forward slash podcast. Until next time, beautiful, get connected, listen to your body and remember, body confidence all begins with living in tune with your menstrual cycle.